0: Greetings, change cultivators. I've got a question for you. Are you a different kind of leader? Being a leader in times of disruption and change, being a leader comfortable in kind of defining the change needed and driving transformation. Well, to me and us, the change cultivators, that means being a different kind of change leader. You know, different than more than a traditional operational leader. Change leaders, or great change cultivators, as we like to think of them. They, they truly excel at leading teams to seek and embrace change and drive organizations and teams to new places. So we have a running list of attributes at, at, at Change Cultivators that we've mined through all of our, our different conversations with great change leaders. But because we feel so passionately around it, I am. it's why I'm delighted to chat with Judith Germain as our guest today on this podcast and a couple more to come. Judith is the leading authority on maverick leadership, which she defines as being willfully independent. And I understand being a maverick, she's created that definition all to her own. And I'm sure we're gonna get into what she means by that, but it's all about helping leaders drive better outcomes, which is critically important, right? Leaders can't just be leaders. They need to be driving business impact and business results. She's an author, a consultant, a podcast host, with one of the top podcasts on leadership in the UK and around the world. She's a sought after speaker. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, <laughs> Judah.
1: Thank you, Patrick. Pleased to be here.
0: Oh, well, I'll let you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself before I want to poke around in some of what I've been getting familiar with you around. So uh, give the thumbnail about what you do, what your company does, and the things that you get your hands into.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, So what I do is I help the C-suite leaders, organizations improve their impact and influence by... Really improving, accelerating leadership capability. Um, the company is all about provoking curiosity. Yeah, because once you're curious, you will follow um, the problem right through to the solution. So, being curious makes a big difference in terms of leadership. So, that's what I really do, really. So, it's all about the mentoring and the leadership development of others.
0: So cool. And so needed, right? So why do you get, what gets you up in the morning excited about doing that? Like what, it sounds so cool, but what impact do you have with leaders? Speaking of driving towards outcomes, you've got to go to bed at night and say, wow, today I was able to do X, Y, and Z with a leader or a group of leaders. So what fires you up and makes you think that that's such a critical skill that people should seek you out to help them? Oh,
1: I'm loving this already. I think what makes me so excited about it is that If you can really change the way business is done in the world, you're gonna change the individuals that are doing it and you have a positive impact. You know, what's really missing from leadership and my view is leadership starts with me, you, the individual, and it radiates out to other people and organizations that you affect. So if you're gonna really do that properly, you're gonna need critical thinking. You need to be able to do lateral thinking. You have to care about the individuals. And you have to do what you say you're going to do with integrity, and I'm really passionate about that. Is to see people stand up and do what's right, get it done, but do it with care.
0: Yeah, and so and so you've created this brand around Maverick Leadership, um, which, which, which I love. Uh, I and I really love that you just chose to define what it is because a Maverick <laughs> can't accept just what the dictionary might tell us. So. Yeah. Uh, unpack that a little bit for us, because I want to dive into it a little more detail. But let's make sure everybody who's listening understands when you say the word maverick leadership, it means this. And this is how you really want to manifest that.
1: OK, so maverick leadership is a philosophy, right? It's not a title. You don't go to work in the morning, put your leadership cloak on and go, I am the leader. No, you wake up in the morning, you put your underwear on. And that is your maverick leadership. So maverick leadership is who you are. Are you congruent? Do you have integrity? What's your character? And also, what do you do? Are you competent? Do you have a track record? How do you do the thing that you do? It's it's a marriage. It's an interplay between the essentialness of you and what you do because leadership is personal.
0: So connected to this term you use, which is willfully, in, willfully independent, as I look at my notes, right? What exactly does that mean? As a leader, so I like how you said that. I get out of bed, I put on my underwear. It feels like you want me to put a cape on to some degree, but that's cool too. Um, but I, you want me to be willfully independent in my leadership task. What does that really mean?
1: Yeah. So oh. what it's not is a toddler Two years old, stamping their feet, going, no, 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 no. (laughs) Willful independence is knowing what you are going to do. It's being determined to get it done because it's the right thing that needs to be done at the right time. That's what willful independence is. It's It's not about conforming for the sake of conforming. It's about standing up, being principled, and doing what needs to be done, even if it's unpopular to do it
0: so i want to create a little space for our audience from you know more classical leadership um, work right so this leadership is a pretty studied topic right it's you know you come up through a graduate university you're going to learn leadership quote unquote um, What's uniquely different about being this willfully independent maverick leader? And then the next question, part B, will be particularly in times of disruption and change, which is really our focus here. So, But create a little space between maybe more classical leadership theories and leadership uh, frameworks to think about and how you want us to think about maverick
1: leadership. So if you think about leadership, regardless of whatever period of time you studied it, what would be the same in all of that leadership is that it suits the time period. And it's the philosophy is, these are some things you need to do to some people to get what you want. Pretty much, almost any leadership theory, it's all about what you need to do to make someone do what you want them to do. That doesn't work, not really. The difference with Maverick leadership is that it's, it's for all time because it's so steeped in you as a leader have to have to bring yourself into this leadership and you have to do it in a certain way that's uniquely you but consistently applied it looks at it doesn't do what most people do when they think about leadership in the past. If you was a good leader, it meant that you could study the you could study what happened before, make a prediction that might happen in the future, which worked really really well for either little change or change that evolved in a steady predictable way. Maverick leaders and maverick leadership is all about starting from where you are. Yes, look at the patterns of the past, but that's not relevant to today. So maverick leaders can go right this is what's happening now, this is what we're gonna do moving forward. And I think that's the difference. You don't need to rely on the past to predict the future. And that's what's happening now, is that we're in a world where it's complex, constantly engaging, constantly changing. And if you are relying on what happened to the past to succeed, you will not succeed. You need to look at now and move from now, but recognize the patterns of the past
0: so, so smart as you think about it, right? Because it's this leadership forward thinking notion of saying, I need to go there. Now, it seems like one of the requirements to that is to have some sense of vision. So sometimes one of the more common leadership attributes is say, well, a leader has a vision of the future. is it different for a maverick leader as you define it? Like, do they have a different vision of the future? What is different about their ability to be forward thinking, maybe more predictive and drive their teams forward that makes maverick leadership a little bit different than classical things that we would think about leadership theories?
1: I think the difference is not only are they lateral thinkers so they can they use logic and imagination, but they're also emergent thinkers so they can see the whole picture from lots of different things. So they're not narrowly focused. So they don't go into banking and think about banking. They look at everything so that Mm -hmm. things emerge from that point of view. So I think that's the difference is that they're not ego driven. They want it to be right. They don't want to be right. So they will therefore take much longer to narrow down into this is the solution because they get to a point they look out again, they go to another point, they look out again. So they're constantly making sure that they're picking up everything around them before solutions driven. And if you come up and you say, I've got a better solution, they're like, I want to hear it. And if you're right, they're like, fine, that's what we're doing now. No ego attached to the solution.
0: Oh, so so good. There's so I often I often talk to our listeners about finding some nuggets and your comment there, they want it to be right, not to be right. Uh-huh. I, I like, I want to, I want that on a plaque in my office wall, <laughs> right? All right. I want it to be right, not to personally be right. It's just yeah. such a challenging thing for most leaders. Uh, particularly, we've had other people on our podcast who are CEOs of, of big companies, Um. And, and I I very vividly remember one, he's saying, look, they made me CEO of this division, and I won't mention who. Um, he, so I showed up at a comp, global conference of global CEOs, he goes, and I suffered from this master, massive imposter syndrome, oh. going like, I don't deserve to be here. And I'm like, you know, I think there's probably a little bit of a swag to a maverick leader, if I could use that term. How do you see that? Because the word maverick in and of itself makes me feel there's a little bit of confidence and confidence that comes from a willingness to work in ambigu- m- ambiguous situations.
1: I think that's quite funny. You said, you, you say that because, I have a collective noun for socialized mavericks, which is a, which is the swagger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us what that means. What, what when you use the term socialized maverick? And I know I think you talk about external mavericks and socialized mavericks. Uh, uh, well, you give a little contest to that, and actually okay. how swag comes in.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, in my book, The Maverick Paradox: The Secret Power Behind Successful Leaders, I look at that maverick continuum, and you have. So, what I'm saying is that people who are maverick by personality have certain traits. And extreme mavericks use those traits to push inwards. So, an example would be: um, I, you know, I'm an extreme maverick, I loyalty is really important to me. You need to be loyal to me. I will decide, I'm loyal to you for as much until you can give me what I want, and then I'm no longer loyal. Um, because it's about them, right? Whereas a socialized maverick, same traits but if you take loyalty for example i am loyal to you and you're loyal to me and if i fall out with you i'm whatever you tell me in confidence i'm still keeping in confidence even though we're no longer talking because they're about outwards that it's the greater good principle um so i so um, i run a group for, for mavericks and i i came up and spoke to a few people and said what do you think do you think it's a swagger because the thing about with, with mavericks is don't necessarily coalesce (laughs) (laughs) serious like herding cats so a swagger so the swagger is a bit like willful independence is to be seen with a smirk a smile right it's not people think uh maverick leaders are arrogant or can't they're arrogant because they seem to be so sure but they're sure because they test a lot and they ask a lot and they're open so when they've made a phone final decision this is what it is it's gone through a lot of testing and they've gone to people who have gone down agree with you because and they they fought for that solution they'll go yeah this yeah i'm sure about this because when they're not sure they will say things like i believe this is the right thing right but if they're sure this is the right thing
0: yeah. And, and it's so funny, that whole space that we've gone into here of looking at leaders and talking about leadership swagger and talking about leadership confidence. Um, I, I, I suspect you have this experience too. Leaders that I've worked with in my consulting world over the years, there's an authenticity behind it and there's mm-hmm. a comfort behind it. And sometimes swagger is a cover. It, it's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a band-aid over something. or the, Or the way you direct people appears confident only because you're actually Insecure inside, and so it's it's usually it usually gets blurred because you know people can pretend to be confident <laughs> or pretend to have swagger. When it sounds like your definition of maverick leaders are people who, true to their core, um, are doing the hard work. Frankly, is another way to say it to actually earn the right to be a little more confident in how they're saying things, not because they're covering up a lack of uh, a, a some insecurity or a lack of knowledge decision, but they really are authentically saying, "No, I know," and they're not afraid to say, "I don't know."
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I. You know. I remember um, when I used to work corporately. One of the MD asked me a question. I didn't know the answer. So I don't know. And he said, "How can you not know? You're head of HR." And I was like, "Because I've hired these other people to know, but I do know that they know when they don't know to come and talk to me. So I'm comfortable with knowing if there's an issue. I will be told at the right time and, and in time. And I'm comfortable with that."
0: Uh, it's 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 such a great insight right because it really is those leaders so i have to ask you now maybe this is a great way to end this first segment of ours can you give our listeners an example so we're kind of talking in the abstract about traits of a maverick leader and how they work in times of change and swagger so in your research and in your history and maybe some of the things that got into your book um who would be an example that demonstrates the type of maverick leadership that our listeners can kind of get their heads around and go Oh, yeah, that lives up to everything that Judith is saying.
1: Okay. I would say an example on the world stage would be Jacinda in New Zealand, for example. Okay. There's an individual that makes the hard decisions, whether because she believes that the decision to be made. She's the lady that took, who who were breastfeeding her child and said, My baby needs to eat. I just—I happen to be in Parliament, but my baby's hungry. <laughs> right, right. Um, and she didn't care. She was determined to do the, the right thing for her country and the right thing for her child. Um, yeah, she's got swagger.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. And is there a company so that that, that has become so embodied by? one leader or multiple leaders that, that like, like that becomes like a maverick company, right? Like you're, you're impressed with them because of the way they operate and the way that they've gone through challenging times. So so is there a company example that you could give? And I know I'm putting you on the spot, but nobody said this was going to be a fair. Yeah. Um, I
1: think there are companies that work who are maverick, but there aren't as many companies who are Maverick leaders, uh, I would okay. say, at the moment. My job is not done yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, Job security. I love that. Uh, awesome. So I love that. So what, a, as I said, I kicked off uh, delightful to have you on the Change Cultivators podcast. I look forward to digging into it in our next couple of segments, a little bit more about how you're thinking around Maverick leadership and the things you've experienced across coaching leaders, and how that really intersects with being a leader during times of disruption and change and driving transformation. So uh, I'm so tickled and uh, to to chat with you and listeners, I would just have you um, stay tuned for the future episodes uh, with Judith, where we're going to dig a little bit deeper into Maverick leadership and the intersection of that with transformation and change. So stay tuned Also, I'd encourage you all to make sure you look in the show notes. We'll have links to uh, any great, insightful comments that Judith makes, as well as to her book and her practice, so you'll be able to kind of consume all of the things that she puts out into the marketplace and dig in a little bit deeper. So thanks for joining us on this episode, and we will follow up our conversation, Judith, in a forthcoming
1: episode.